Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I am actually going to be re-airing my episode that I had done with my sweet friend, Rachel Adams, and she came on back in December to share about using your love offering. This conversation was just so fruitful, and I really felt God lay this on my heart to be aired this week because I think more than anything right now, God is calling us to use the gifts that he has given us to bless those around us, to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those around us. So here's the episode and I pray it blesses your heart today. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I'm so thankful that you're here and tuning in today. And I have a very special guest coming on the show, Rachel Adams, and she's gonna be sharing her mission behind the love offering. She's a writer, a speaker, a podcaster, and founder of the love offering. Her heart's desire is to encourage women to realize their God-given purpose and embolden them to move in the world through their compassionate action. And Rachel and her husband live in Kentucky with their two children. And I just, when I've listened to a couple of her episodes, especially her first episode, so you'll need to be sure to go tune in to listen to her podcast. Um, Her heart for the mission behind the love offering is just so beautiful. So Rachel, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored that you would allow me to join you. Yes, I'm so excited. And I've been just really excited to sit down with you and dig into your mission. And I loved um, when I was reading just about everything behind your ministry and being the hands and feet of Jesus. And you use that in your very first episode and just using those unique gifts that God has given us. So can you just share with everybody about the love offering and the awesome story where it was birthed from? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so the the true inspiration of the love offering started about 10 years ago. Um, I was in sort of a transitional season where I had stopped my career to become a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And although motherhood had given me more of a, like a greater sense of purpose than I'd ever had before. I still had this inner longing that I I couldn't quite put my finger on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was questioning my purpose and my significance and my value and and my worth and just questioning, like, do I matter? Mm -hmm. And, and why am I here? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, on this search to determine my purpose and how to fulfill it, I began noticing that the more time that I spent with the Lord and in Mm -hmm. his word, and then the more time I spent serving, Mm -hmm. um, I I felt more purpose. And so, you know, that includes serving my husband, Mm -hmm. serving my children, serving within my church and in my friendships and in my extended family, uh, serving within my community. And so God just really began to speak to my heart, sort of this reoccurring theme of service. Mm. You know, the more I served the Lord and others, my empty heart was filled. And so so one specific night I had, you know, sometimes we'll, I don't know. Do you ever wake up, Chelsea, and it's like these these words just keep playing over? Yes, and I'm like, where's my phone? I need a notebook. I need to write this down. (laughs) 
Exactly. Yes. So the words in my head were the service project. Mm. And so I I thought, okay, well, I had just actually read The Happiness Project, and it's by Gretchen Rubin. And so while I agree with a lot of the things that she had to say in that book, I started to think about what does this mean from a Christian Mm -hmm. um, perspective? So like from a Christian standpoint, our happiness is truly derived by staying connected with the Lord and by sharing his love with with other people. And so um, at that point, I just started journaling for years Mm -hmm. (laughs) on the topics of servanthood and purpose and sort of their connection um, in the Bible. And so about a year ago, I was sitting in church one Sunday morning and I looked in front of me at the back of the pew and right beside the hymnals and the Bibles were uh, love offering envelopes. Mm. And these love offering envelopes are typically for monetary giving Mm -hmm. that's over and above your tithe. Yes. And so I felt the Lord sort of speak to my heart that that is what you are. That is metaphorically speaking, that is what human beings are, is that you all are love offerings. Um, You are the hands and feet of Jesus and that that we can give Mm -hmm. of of ourselves um, Mm -hmm. above and and beyond for others and and for the Lord. That is so good. So that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of where the the inspiration was. So it's like been a 10 year long. Yes. My favorite part about that story is the fact that you saw something and you knew, you know, like that stood out to you. You've probably seen the love offering envelopes how many times, but it's <laughs> right. like all of a sudden something stands out to you and you see the Lord speaking through that. I just think that's such a, I don't know, a beautiful picture of how uniquely he speaks to us and that he can speak to us in something that we see all the time and not missing yeah. that. Um, one of the stories I love that you shared was when you were praying for God to love on these children and God put on your heart I loved this so much. I felt like I could have inserted my own name in this too. But Rachel, um, who do you want to feed them? Who do you want to have hug them? Who do you want to give them a home? And that could just make me cry because you followed up by saying, you know, it's not enough to just pray for those people. um, But we have to be active in loving those people tangibly as well. So how could you and how can you encourage someone in this place? Like, when God does choose them to actually do the very thing that they're asking him to send someone else for, um, how would you encourage someone in that? Yeah. So this, this story, and I'm glad you asked about it because it was, it's just one of those pivotal moments. You know, we all have those moments that just change you. Yes. And this was one of those moments and it was in such an ordinary everyday way. You know, my daughter and I, we read most nights together before bed. And Mm. this specific night she had picked a book called Willie's Soup Kitchen. And it was just a book from our church library. And I'm like, are you sure you want to pick this book? (laughs) And she did. And I'm so thankful she did. Um, And so in this picture book, there is an illustration of a child in a high chair. Mm. And so at the time, Kate, she's eight now, but she was four at the time. And she said, Mom, how could there be a child that's hungry? You know, because from her oh. point of view, we we have food. We yes. have more than enough food, yes. you know? Um, and so we started just to have the conversation about hunger and homelessness and mm. orphans. And, and I told her that it, it broke my heart to think about 
about those things and that there was, and it still makes me want to cry that there's somebody out there that is, is crying and there's Mm -hmm. no one to comfort them Mm -hmm. and that there's no one to hold them and no one to feed them. And Mm -hmm. so I, and so then upon me saying that, that it broke my heart, my daughter Kate started to cry Mm. and she began to weep in such a way that like she was physically hurt, but it was an emotional hurt. And I'd never seen her, um, react in that way before and so it I thought okay well Kate let's pray and so I you know went and said you know Lord please give these children someone to feed them give them comfort give them shelter and that's when I heard the Lord in my heart just like Rachel who Mm. you know who do you want to feed them who do you want to clothe them who do you want to give them shelter like that's why I've put you here Mm. you're praying for somebody else to do it and that's that is why you are here and so it was just this call to action then Mm -hmm. and it's still a call to action now and and I do want to be really clear um with the listeners that I believe in power in the power of prayer Mm -hmm. I mean Prayer is an essential part of our yes. Christian walk. We have to communicate mm-hmm. with with the Lord, and, and the Lord He does listen to our prayers. And so, prayer and communication with Him is so important. Mm-hmm. However, I also believe that there is a point when He says that we should quit praying about this and that it's time to yes. act. And I believe He's saying that he's given us everything that we need to change the situation that we're praying Mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. Like we have the time, we have the talent, we have the treasures and the finances and the capacity uh, to make a difference in that person's life. And I think like what you were saying, so often we wait for somebody else to move or for God to move. But when really he's just saying it's your turn. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it, it never ceases to amaze me that, God uses us, these imperfect yes. human beings, to accomplish His will, mm-hmm. but but He does. And so I have to remind myself often, and that's why I'm glad we're talking about it even today, that that we have the ability, with, with God's help, mm-hmm. um, I always want to keep God in the equation. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, but we can be the answer to someone else's prayer. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses in the Bible I feel like God gave me this this summer and it's just continued like to come in my heart over and over again. But first Timothy six twenty, um, and he says, guard the deposit entrusted to you. And I felt that when I was listening to even that very first episode that, you know, we have to love people with the gifts that God has given us. And unfortunately we do live in a world where we compare, well, their gifts look better than my giftings, or can I really do this? And the enemy tries to make us look at everyone else's gifts and think that they're more equipped or more called than we are. So when you were in, like you said, this is kind of like a 10 year span, like when God kind of started all of this working in you, um, was there a time when you felt this way and how did you get to that place of knowing that you know, the gifts God gave you were sacred and they were needed and they needed to be shared and to stop looking at everyone else's and realize like, I do have so much to offer. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, um, so I actually, I love, um, first Timothy six twenty also. And it actually reminds me of, um, your question reminds me of the parable of the talents mm-hmm. in Matthew 25. Yes. 
you know, God gives us these talents. And so we have a choice, you know, we can either bury them mm. <laughs> or we can use them and invest them for his kingdom. And, That's good. you know, in these verses, it says, um, well done, good and faithful servant. And mm. so at the end of my life, that's what I want him yes. to say to me, you know, not, not well said yes. or not well thought, but, but well done. That's good. And, um, so I, I, I doubt my gifts that God has given me every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually shared that with you before mm-hmm. we started recording yes. that like, I'm like, you really, you want me to be on your Yes, podcast? girl, I do. <laughs> Like, what do I have to offer, you know? Mm. But it, and so it is. It's so much easier to call out the gifts um, in other people than it is to recognize it in ourselves. Um, but, you know, when we read in God's Word, He, you know, what does He say about our identity? Yes. And what He says is, is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we're mm. valuable and we're special. And, you know, we, we all have gifts um, and that we all have worth. And so... But what the, the one thing that really has started resonating within me is that, yes, we have all these gifts and all these talents that he's given us, but it's love mm. that makes them all useful. Yes. Um, but when I, when I doubt my gifts and wish for maybe a gift that he gave someone else, mm. like singing, like I really wish. I yes. love to worship. I'm like, me too. That gift, Lord? Yes. <laughs> um, but when I, when I start to doubt, what he has given me um, and, or we compare and uh, our gifts to others, I, I sort of feel like we're questioning God's mm-hmm. workmanship. Yes. Um, and so, you know, and God doesn't make mistakes. No. And so, although I, I don't think I've overcome this doubt and insecurity in my gifts, actually, I know I haven't. <laughs> um, I always question what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know if this will ever go away altogether, but, mm-hmm. but honestly, I wonder if it's um, for the best because it keeps me humble mm-hmm. and it keeps me reliant on the Lord. And so, you know, if I could do it on my own or in my own strength or because I've worked hard, then I would take all the credit and I would yes. get all the glory. Um, so when the reality is, is I can't do this on my own. And one of the scriptures I love is Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. And he, it says, my mm-hmm. grace is sufficient for you. For my powers made perfect in weakness, and that is why I delight in my weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So you know, it's, it's only because of Him that we can do or accomplish anything, um, and and that way He gets all the glory because yes. He's the only one that that deserves any glory. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer the second part of your question, how did I get to the place of knowing these gifts needed to be shared? Mm-hmm. Um. I sort of had this epiphany and and sort of began to realize that I was insecure in my giftings because of my concern or my fear of man's reaction. Mm, Um, That's good. I think the turning point for me was the realization that I feared God more. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily like this fear is more like a a reverent Mm -hmm. fear. Um, and sort of a posture of obedience to his call to use the gifts that he has given me, not in an arrogant way, but in a yes. humble and responsible way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I got to the point that I, I can't not do the things that he was calling me to do. Like if I did, it would be disobedience. Yes. And so I, I think it's just this realization that I didn't want to waste my life and I want to live this one life well. And so that at the end of my time here on earth, he'll say, well done, good mm-hmm. and faithful servant. 
That's so good. I was just talking about that recently, like just those words and just picturing him saying that to me someday. It's like, oh my gosh, just the best thought and feeling. Um, And the other thing I wanted to point out when you talk about obedience, um, that kind of piggybacks into the next thing I wanted to ask you about, but you know, obedience is a scary thing a lot of times, I think. And how you talked about realizing like it was more of a fear and what man would think and what people would think about it. And realizing that a lot of times when God calls us out to step in obedience, like it's on shaky ground. Like he is our solid ground, but it looks so shaky and nerve wracking to us. And so if a woman came up to you and you know, they know that this is a need. They know God is calling them to do it, but they don't know how to move on it. They don't quite know how to start. Um, what would you say to that person if they're like, okay, I know what I need to do and I know God is calling me to this. So where do I start? How would you encourage them in that? Oh, this question really resonates with me because it's, it's just a daily battle, isn't it? Yeah. To, to, to know. Yeah. Um, and I think the main advice I would give is just to simply to start. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so simply uh, simple, but um, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is Mark 14 about mm-hmm. the woman who anoints Jesus's head with perfume and everyone around her rebukes her and calls her offering a waste. Mm-hmm. And I imagine like at, at this moment, she's questioning what she has. To yes. Offer. You know, she's insecure in her gifts. But Jesus responds and says, she has done a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. that she did what she could. That's so and those, good. those simple words, and I believe that's all he's asking of us as well, mm-hmm. is to simply do what we can. And so if your listeners are anything like me, you know, we tend to get overwhelmed with mm-hmm. the enormity of the problems and our lack of time and our lack of resources. But what these verses in Mark 14 reveal to me is that we don't need to exhaust ourselves in the thinking that we have to do it all yeah, and or do it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's such freedom for me that is found in these verses. And in fact, my family um, has a motto that says that we're going to try to do our best and let God take care of the rest. I love that. And so, you know, we, we can't get stuck in the opinions of others and our insecurity and our gifts Mm -hmm. or the fear of failure, because if we do, we're going to just be stagnant and apathetic and complacent and and end up doing nothing uh, instead. And so my hope is that through um, the love offering that our our generation is inspired to do something Mm -hmm. to manifest the better world that we want to see. And I do want to make it clear, if I can, that like we are not saved by our deeds. Although mm-hmm. I'm a, a big proponent of action, yes, we can. We are not saved by the action, yes. if that makes sense. So you know, and however, the Book of James also says that faith without deeds is yes. dead. Amen, girl. And, I love that. And verse. so, yeah, and mm-hmm. so you know, it's, it's our faith that that brings us into salvation, but it's our active obedience that demonstrates that our faith is genuine. And so for the woman listening, wondering where to start Mm -hmm. at first, just pray, God, lead me, Mm -hmm. let me know where to start. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, start wherever you are, you know, where does God have you in this season? Love there, 
and and who has he surrounded you with you know love them you know it's it, we need to love the people in our homes our husband our children yes. the people in our workplaces and our schools and our churches you know i think sometimes we just overcomplicate it mm-hmm. it's like who who are you talking to right now yes you know yes. love them <laughs> Um, you know, my dad, it's so sweet. He sends me, he texts me every morning and every night. I'm really close with my dad. I'm total daddy's girl, but every single morning he always texts me and it says go mad and it means go make a difference. And I just think of that when I'm reading, um, and when you're sharing with me about, you know, your family's motto, like all God asks us to do is simply, like you said, go love people and do what he's asking you to do. And, you know, my, my dad's like, it literally just says go and then mad in all caps, which cracks me up because I'm like, that's such a dad thing. But it's just sweet to me because I'm like, you're right, Lord. Like, that's all you're asking me. You're asking me to make a difference where I'm at. And that might be being the stay at home mom and trying to teach Cam something. Or if you're working in the corporate world, like just truly being a light in a place that can probably be pretty dark. And so mm-hmm. I just, I love that. And I just love that little saying that your family's. Uh, can I steal your dad's saying? Totally. <laughs> start using that with my family. Yes. I love that. Yes. yes. I love that. I know. It's just, it's short and sweet, but it is, it's meaty, which is what I say. I'm like, I love things that just hold a lot to it. So I feel like right now in this generation that we live in, you know, kind of this, and I love Joanna Gaines, but like, you know, the farmhouse, invite everybody in. Everyone has a seat at the table. I think we really love this idea. Like it sounds amazing, but then at the same time, it's like we all have this inner critic where we hate seeing other people get ahead of us, or is there really room at the table for everybody? And one thing I've learned, and I know it talks about it in Galatians 5.25, but, you know, staying in step with the Spirit and just keeping in my lane, like, where God has me. So how how would you and how do you, like, push people Godward and, like, continue to point them back to that place of, like, there is room at the table and God, I mean, there's room literally at the table in heaven, like, with our name on it and realizing mm-hmm. that. So how, how yeah. do you find yourself, like... Or even just to yourself, like, how do you remind yourself of that? That, like, there is room at the table for me. You know, I think um, we do have a tendency to believe that there is not enough room for all of us. Yes. But the reality is is that God just keeps making a bigger table. You know, I think think it's good to remind ourselves that he's a God of abundance. Mm Mm-hmm. And and not scarcity. And and to me, like I wanna be the kind of woman who helps others yes. rather than hinders their walk mm, with Christ. And that's and good. yeah, I, I fall short on this daily. Um but thank goodness for God's grace, yes. right? Yes. Um so I don't know. I can only hope that I don't push anybody in any direction, but rather point them that's in good. God's direction mm-hmm. so that they too can stay in step with his spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we never really know whose eyes are on us. And mm. so we would benefit from keeping our eyes fixed on him because yes. he's our shepherd and yes. he will lead us and guide us and, and direct us um, God word. And it's mm. funny because I actually am like super directionally challenged in a <laughs> physical Amen, sense. sister. <laughs> me too. In fact, I'm going to, my mom might get me for saying this, but like we, I get it from her. Like we'll be in a hotel room and, we're, we come out of the door and it's like, okay, do we go right or left for the elevator? <laughs> you know? Yes. Every time. Yes. It's, 
it's amazing. My little boy, he's like, gosh, mom, it's so good you have me to get you where you're going. <laughs> and he's 10. That's but anyway, so good. Um, but it's not just like in this like physical sense, but it's in a spiritual sense. You know, I, I, I get so, I can get lost and sidetracked yes. and detoured so easily. But I love that image and metaphor of staying in step with spirit because mm-hmm. like where he leads is where I want to yes. follow. And, you know, I, I want nothing more than to be in the center of his will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think often it's, it's really um easy to question if the direction or the step we're taking is the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, Lord, was that you? Oh, or yes. was that me? Yes. Or is that the devil? Or like, what, you know, who is this? Who's speaking mm-hmm. to me, you know, discerning his voice. And, um, you know, like we wonder, like, did, did I hear you? Lord? Yeah. Did I hear you in this? And, um, but I also find such comfort in realizing that God can redirect us if we're on the right or wrong yes, course. Yes. You know, I look, we look at Jonah, for example, like he, God yes. brought a fish to get him back yes. on track. So he can, he can get us back on track mm-hmm. if we misstep. And so, um, you know, we just stay in tune with his voice by reading his word and, um, trusting he'll, um, open and shut the right doors and light our path. And, um, I love the scripture in Isaiah thirty twenty one that mm. says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way and walk in it. That's one of my life verses. I pray that is all it? the time. Yes. I, gosh, I love that verse so much. Cause uh, it brings, like yeah. you said, like knowing that he will also bring us back on track. Like when we get mm-hmm. to that place, Oh, it's just, it is such a great, visual and a reminder like he's gonna tell us where to go mm-hmm. yeah trust him mm-hmm. I love that so when you so like I was talking about you know coming and sitting around the table and if there's space for us and room for us because I feel like we live in this time of comparison how have you helped what have you felt like the Lord has just spoken to you in that place of like realizing there's room for you and there's room for her and there's room for me and bringing all of our gifts to the table and not being afraid of them. Yeah. You know, I think something God has done for me personally, and, and maybe you can attest to this too, is that so many women have poured into my life, especially in this writer's journey and, and even in the motherhood journey, um, the mentor type mm-hmm. women that have, said, this is what I've learned and I'm willing to share it with you so that you can succeed too. Yes. And um, in motherhood and in being a wife and, um, and then, and then this writing and podcasting journey and, and that has resonated with me so much that they haven't been selfish with their advice oh, yes. and that rather, I don't know, to me, it, it truly shows God's love. Mm-hmm. And so seeing them do that, it makes me want to do the same. And I think going back to that, I forget where I've heard it, but like that, you know, so often we think that there's just so many pieces of pie, but really that he just keeps making a bigger pie. You know, he's, he's the God of the universe, Mm. you know, like he, he can do anything. And so to think that to limit him and to put him in this little box, um, you know, I think we just do him a disservice and do each other a disservice. And, and honestly, just, I think celebrating one another, yeah. um, the more we celebrate each other and I don't know, cheer each other on, I think. Um, and then just taking our eyes off ourselves and focusing on other people. Amen to that. That's really good. Yeah. Our episodes going live in December. So, you know, during that Christmas season and people are feeling 
like all of the emotions you can possibly feel, you know, weary and excited and anxious and joy filled. And I think this season can be really beautiful, but also really hard at the same time. I actually remember like writing these questions for you the longest time ago, like really thinking about what the love offering is about and how do you feel like we can live out, you know, the rest of the Christmas and even beyond that, but truly living with our arms wide open um, and being the hands of hands and feet of Jesus. Like how can we be a love offering in a, in a season where people are just kind of all over the place, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think we're all over the place all every time. Right. Right. I know. I say that and I'm thinking like, that's like me 98% of the time. (laughs) All year, every day. Yes. Um, Yeah. But but you're right. I mean, especially at Christmas, there are definitely lots of emotions. And I think the first step is to recognize that it's not always joyful for everyone. You know, I know for me and in my relationships, the, the people that I'm closest to. And even though we may be smiling on the outside, Mm -hmm. that there's always something going on deeper on the inside that Mm -hmm. someone may be battling, whether in a physical sense or an emotional sense or, or in a spiritual way. Mm -hmm. But I think just to recognize that we, we all have a need Yes, and we, and we all need love. And so we can be a love offering by first allowing Christ to fill us with his love because without his love, we truly don't have anything valuable, anything valuable to give. Um, And then through him and through the help of the Holy spirit, of course, we're able to notice others. Mm -hmm. You know, we can pray to be sensitive to his leading and to open the eyes of our hearts to first see the need and then actually take the next step to act on the need. So, you know, I think, Many times we we worry about having the right words to say or the perfect gift to give, um, but but in reality, people just want you to see them and to care about their their needs. And mm-hmm. the greatest present maybe that we can give this season would be simply to give your presence. Mm-hmm. So it kind of jumps into the next thing I um, wanted to talk about was. You know, you talk about, you know, starting this chain reaction that points people to Jesus and immediately the chain reaction, like visual that comes to my mind is when people are in the Starbucks line and they buy the drink for like the person behind them. (laughs) Um, And like, there have been days where like, it's gone on all day and thinking of a chain reaction like that, but that truly points people to Jesus. Like it can bring me to tears to imagine like truly what that looks like, like encounter after encounter of meeting the Lord and like the sweetest way, all because someone started it and started with an invitation. What are simple ways that people can, you know, be focused on that? Like give like a couple of examples, how people can just start this chain reaction and be that like first person. Yeah. So I also love this image. Mm -hmm. I I believe that our small acts of love in God's hands can make an enormous impact. Mm -hmm. And, you know, throughout the Bible, God always uses uh, ordinary people and ordinary objects to do extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. You know, he is a God of multiplication. And so although I'm not much of a scientist, when I think about reaction, Newton's law of motion comes to mind for me which states for every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. Mm -hmm. So when I applied this to my Christian life, God's love should prompt a response of love in me. And so this concept has proven true in my own life. For example, like when somebody smiles at me, it 
causes me to want to smile. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, someone laughs, it makes me want to laugh. When someone gives me a hug, it makes me want to give a hug back. If someone makes me a meal, I want to go and make a meal for someone yes. else. It's to be mindful that this chain reaction can go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. That our harsh words or our judgment or our lack of forgiveness or our lack of mercy mm-hmm. or even our inactivity can do as much negative as our positive can do positively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to really answer your question, in order to start a positive chain reaction, I think first, number one, we have to stay in God's word. Yeah. We have to stay in step with his like we talked about earlier and pray and, and then be willing to be interrupted. That's good. I think especially, mm-hmm. you know, like I always think about Jesus had a lot to accomplish in his 33 short years yes. of ministry, but he always stopped. And he always noticed and made time for for other people. And so, um, especially during this Christmas season when we're like busy with all the things, um, I think this season, like, let's make it our goal to slow down enough Mm -hmm. to notice people and be aware of the needs around us. Like for like specific examples, like simply taking the time to invite someone to get together or texting someone a kind thought, praying for someone, giving someone a gift or surprising them by doing a chore. At at the end of the day, it's not as much about what we give, but just that we do give and that we give with the right motive. Yes. And being interrupted. That is like the best quote I've ever heard. That one's going to be an Instagram post. Like that's so good. (laughs) Be willing to be interrupted. That's so good. Like, and you're right. Jesus was always interrupted always. Mm -hmm. And he totally didn't mind. So it's like, we need to just chill. That's right. And whereas me, you know, in my flesh, I just get frustrated. I'm like, Oh, I have so much to do. I've got a time frame. Yes. I'm just like such a list maker. And this wasn't on my list. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's so, I love that. That's so good. So the Living With Less podcast is all about living with less of the things that are getting in the way of who Christ is calling us to be. If someone asked you what they needed to be um, to begin living with less of in regards to this, what would you tell them and why? So I love the name of your podcast, by the way. I think it's awesome. That was all um, Jesus. And- he gave me the three words. So, <laughs> But you know, it is. It's like less of me and more of Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, this idea of dying to ourself and living a newness of life in him and our, our natural sinful tendency is, is to be selfish mm-hmm. and to focus on our needs and our wants. So in this respect, to live with less would be to live with, with less of ourselves, mm-hmm. to be selfless. Mm-hmm. And God has called us to take up our cross and follow him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if Jesus came to be a servant, yes. then, you know, we're, we're to model our behavior and to live like him. And mm-hmm. I actually was just reading um, in my quiet time in Isaiah. I'm in Isaiah right now. And Isaiah 40 talks about the servant of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so in my commentary, one of my favorite phrases about this chapter stated because of God's love, like we should respond in love to him and to those around us so that they can respond to God's love too. Yes. Like that's, that's our purpose in a nutshell. You know, Mm. I started this podcast, the conversation with like, what's my purpose? I don't know. I'm searching, I'm searching, I'm searching. And that's even as a Christian woman. Yes. Oh, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Um, but that's our purpose is to have a relationship with God 
so that we can spend eternity in heaven Mm -hmm. and then to lead others to a relationship with him so they can spend eternity in heaven too. Mm. That's so good. Hearing you say that too, just makes me think of one other quick little story. So I share this a little while ago on the podcast, but we had invited somebody to our son's baby dedication. I say baby, he's two now, but to his dedication. And (laughs) I had been trying to get Cam dedicated for almost his whole entire two years of life. And it kept not working. And I was getting so frustrated. I was like, why is this not working? Why can't people schedules? Like, you know, I was being clearly interrupted And it was really bothering me. And then, so he got dedicated and I found out the following week that one of the people we invited got saved. And I like sitting there and hearing you say like to be selfless and remember like we're here for one purpose to do the will of God and to point people back to him. And I was like, here my selfish self was wanting this to work out when I wanted it to, but here God had been preparing someone's heart for two years and got saved. And so that happened. I'm like, I don't ever want to mess that up. I do not want to get in the way because of me being selfish. And so I love, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's in his timing and trusting timing. Yeah. Because we can't, we can. It's like, would you just hurry up? (laughs) Right. I know. Yes. (laughs) Um, So our last question, a fun little question. What has been the best thing God has taught you in this season of doing the Love Offering podcast? So we were sort of talking about this beforehand too. Like podcast is so fun. Yes. (laughs) I mean, The, the way that God has woven hearts mm-hmm. together that mm-hmm. I would have never, like, I would have never truly probably met you no. un- unless we had this podcast. Exactly. Before, you know? Exactly. And so I'm, I'm feeling that about all of my guests mm-hmm. that he has connected and crossed my paths with my path with so many amazing women. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, those are some of those mentors I was talking about that mm-hmm. have been so kind and generous to me to, um, just give, give me their wisdom, yes. you know, and to learn from one another. And so, you know, I've, I've loved that. The, number one, the relationships mm-hmm. I think that have been built. Uh, but also, you know, I think so often we're bombarded with negative media. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- what th- my podcast has taught me is that there are a lot of good people doing a lot of yes. good things. And we, sometimes we just don't hear about it, but mm-hmm. the reality is, is the Bible said that there's good news yeah. and there oh, is good, good news and there's yes. a lot, you know, and that's something I think to celebrate mm-hmm. and, and, and also that like everybody's offerings are different. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm learning. And so like when we're talking about comparison and parent, comparing mm-hmm. our gifts that I've, I'm realizing that although, you know, maybe it's a different offering, everybody's working at a different pace mm-hmm. in a different place in a different position. Um, but they're all important to yes. God and to the kingdom work. And so I think the main thing is like, we all just need to do our part mm-hmm. and we all have something to give. We all have something to offer. And when I think about the love offering and what it means to me, I, I think about God as our most extraordinary giver mm. and that we give because God first mm-hmm. gave um, to us. Like he created us in love. Mm. He sent his son Jesus because he loved us. Jesus died on the cross because he loved us and and we are to love because he Mm. first loved us. And and that is our greatest offering. This has been so much fun. I'm like, I want to have you on like a bunch more times. 
Um, <laughs> I would love that. Would be honored. You know what? You just need to come over to my podcast and we'll flip it. Okay. I like being the one that answers the question <laughs> there you or go. asks the question. I like to ask them. It works for me. <laughs> so thank you, Rachel, so much for joining and just sharing your heart for the Lord um, and just pointing everybody that's listening and honestly pointing myself back to the Lord and truly like the basic stuff of the gospel, like the stuff that I think we forget so quickly and just seeing that in a really tangible way. So I really appreciate you sharing all that. And guys, you can find everything we talked about in the show notes. Um, and as well, you can connect with Rachel online at her website, which will be in the show notes or on Facebook or on Instagram. So I hope that you guys have a really great Wednesday and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadematis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you are fully loved and fully known by God.